0: Nervous Fluid Part 3 Experimentations Chapter 9 Raccoon City So... A Mexican drug lord kidnapped your girlfriend? Sebastian and Max were at their apartment, sitting across from each other at the kitchen table. Max took a long sip of his beer before replying. Kind of. Right... So my problems are pretty trivial now. I'm seeing this. I appreciate the perspective. I'm glad that my plight enlightens you. It does. I thought I had a rough week. pales in comparison. Are you going to try anything? Like what? Like alerting the authorities or anything? No, that, that wouldn't help. I, plus, I don't want her to put her in more danger than she's already is. I don't have a bad feeling about the dude. I think he just wants to fly under the radar and then leave us alone. By the dude, you mean the drug lord? Yeah, Max said, and took another drink. Max reported to work the following Monday as planned. He didn't mind wasting his vacation days. He needed time to calm down and regain his focus. Dr. Sokolov came in late and looked haggard. You could see the dark circles behind his glasses. His tie wasn't on straight, and one of the buttons on his cuff remained unbuttoned. Max didn't make any remark, but Dr. Sokolov apologized anyway. I'm sorry if I seem a little bit out of it. I took some time off to try to mend a personal relationship, but it didn't go as planned. I had a similar experience this past week as well, Max replied. Understatement of the year. Life goes on, back to business. I have something to show you today, your new lab. Great! This should be good. Dr. Sawclough led him past the reception area and conference room to where the circle dead ended. Max thought the corridor went all the way around, but there were a set of double doors that required a different pass swipe. Dr. Sokolov swiped his card and revealed that the double doors opened to an elevator bank with two elevators on either side of the corridor. I thought this was a one-story structure, Max said without thinking. These elevators only go down, replied Dr. Sokolov as he hit a button. One of the doors immediately opened and revealed a control panel with buttons for 15 floors. Max's jaw dropped open. This used to be a military research facility in the 1950s. It was classified until we bought it and we try to maintain its low profile. We affectionately call it Raccoon City. As in, my name is Alice? You got it. We're gonna be on the seventh floor down. The bottom five floors are currently not utilized. Your movements will be restricted via keycard access, so there is no cross-lab pollination. The elevator stopped moving and the doors opened to a sterile white corridor. Max's office was the first on the left. Dr. Sokolov swiped them in to reveal an empty room with two plain long white tables and rolling chairs underneath. One wall had a dry erase board and the far wall had a full-length window into an adjacent room. This is your observation room. You can move your laptop back and forth from Artie's office. There are multiple intranet hookups and we can give you a camera if necessary. The specimens will be set up in the adjacent room, but you will not be able to physically inspect the the specimens. The specimens can be agitated with blown air remotely, so you can inspect wingspan and genitalia." Max slowly nodded. So what will I be doing exactly? Right, let's take a seat. So I know you sat through Dr. Finkelstein's lecture. We call him Dr. Frankenstein behind his back. He's been able to perform gene modifications and create viable specimens that no one in our community has seen before. Of course, none of it has been published. Research such as this typically isn't shown until it's perfected and some specific application with a commercial or therapeutic use is determined. What you'll be participating in is a thought exercise with a potential market application. Pet dinosaurs? Something like that. Anyways, Dr. Finkelstein knows what he's doing with the DNA, but not all the phenotypical changes are expressed in each specimen. So what you're going to do is create a trait matrix and fill it out for each specimen. You will need to w- work with Artie to integrate your matrix with his sequencing data. I know you are not a cute computer scientist, but you will basically just need to create a protocol with him, and I will run the data. His mom will be in tomorrow morning. She can monitor your interactions and give you some helpful tips. Sounds like fun. Just talk with him like you would any normal person. If he understands you, he will nod his head yes, and if he doesn't, he will shake his head no. Don't be afraid to get creative in your communication style if you hit a roadblock. We have this thing where I sing a song so he knows it's time for dinner. Just respect his boundaries and don't push him too far, or he will wig out on you. Artie was tracing the letters on the plaque and his mom and Max were speaking a respectable distance away. What does wig out mean? He will make loud noises and shake his head negatively. If that happens, retreat to your own space, and he will calm down and forget it ever happened. Thanks for your advice. I will make sure to tread lightly. His mom nodded and went to perform their morning ritual. Max had been working on his matrix, and he wanted to attempt talking to Artie about it that day. He made some printouts of his study design and settled in his orange beanbag. Hi, Artie. Do you have time to talk? Max asked. Hi, Max. I do have time, Artie replied. Dr. Soklov and I spoke this week about a new study I'm working on. He said you and I would be working together on it, and I wanted to show you what I had so far. Max held out his diagrams to Artie, and Artie took them and perused them. Do you think that you could integrate my output with Dr. Finkelstein's genomic data? Negative head shake. Okay, could you pull up Dr. Finkelstein's genomic data on your computer? Affirmative head nod. Artie pulled up a folder on his computer with Dr. Finkelstein's data, but did not open anything. In the folder was a list of computer code files, and he looked at Max blankly. Okay, I see. Does Dr. Finkelstein have any files related to specific traits? Affirmative head nod. Artie already opened one of the code files to reveal code that parses the genetic sequence for various specific traits. It was all gobbledygook to Max, but as he scrolled, he saw a list of traits. There! Max exclaimed, and got off the beanbag and pointed at the screen. Artie shook his head negatively and shouted something unintelligible. Max had gotten too close. He immediately got back on the beanbag, and Artie calmed down like his mom said he would. Artie rummaged through a drawer and pulled out a laser pointer and tossed it to Max. Max clicked it on and highlighted the list. Do you see this, feathers? Affirmative head nod. Can you match that trait with the list of variables I have here and then enter my data into the system? Negative head shake. Max realized he was going to have to get creative. Do you like games? Affirmative head nod. Let's play a game. Max got up and got a bunch of black blank sheets of paper, and wrote each of Artie's list of traits on a separate sheet. He then spread them out and put his matrix items on smaller sheets that he tore from one piece. Try matching the findings with the traits using my diagram. Here's one to start out with. Max took the color purple and put it on the feather sheet. Artie hesitated and then looked again at Max's diagram. Then he took the matrix items from Max and began placing them correctly with each trait. Max smiled in approval. Do you understand now? Can you do this with the database? Affirmative head nod.